Welcome to Sexuality and Casio Trumpet Noise. Today on the show, we are talking to Emily Taracchio, and after that segment wraps up, we'll be giving you a sneak preview on what's going to happen for the next season. We're going to talk about what we're looking forward to in the next season, how it's going to be different, what we're excited for, and what we're excited for personally over our breaks, so you'll get to know us a little better, as if you didn't want to already. Uh, today we are joined by Emily Taracchio, who is a yoga teacher and is here to talk all about how yoga intersects with sexuality and the greater world and how we all live our lives. So, welcome, Emily. Um, So, tell us how you got into yoga and fitness. Mm, yeah. So... I used to be, this is false, I still am, like a really clumsy person and then physically um, have never been that confident just about things like moving around. I was never athletic as a kid. I like, um, you know, I'm clumsy and I was like spill stuff and, and stuff like that. And I think that you grow up thinking like, you're one of two types of people, you know? It's mm-hmm. like you're either good at something like sports or you mm-hmm. dance or whatever, or like you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I have a lot, like had a lot of reinforcement of that throughout yeah. my life. I was like, I was good at like school and like books. Mm-hmm. And so therefore I like, wasn't good at sports. Um, and I just kind of accepted that and like continued to move on through my life. And my relationship with fitness and all of that was pretty... I feel like mild but typical of like a suburban teenage girl. So, um, you know, I would read like whatever shitty like Seventeen magazine and mm-hmm. feel like I needed to look a certain way. And then I would like get really poor information from these magazines mm-hmm. about like counting calories or like what I should be eating. And um, and then throughout, you know, I was going to college. I would work out like three times a day sometimes, and then I would like not work out for like a month. And yeah. there was a lot of like the on and off. There was a lot of that. Like I'd either be really into it or like not into it at all. Um, and it kind of felt like if I'm not doing this all the way, then there's no point in doing it mm-hmm. at all. Um, which I think is something like a lot of people can relate to. So after was it was right after I got married because I did it like very. Like, intensely, this is, like, such a basic thing to do, but, like, I went on, like, a million juice cleanses before my wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, super stressed, and I wasn't even preparing properly in terms of exercise. I was just, like, cool, I'm not going to really eat anything. Um, got married, and I think the day after my wedding, I ate, like, ten bowls okay. of grits with gravy on them. Oh, mm-hmm. hell yeah. Um, I got married yeah. in the South. It was like we had a brunch uh-huh. and we had all this like leftover like grits and sausage gravy and we stayed in the house and I like, I feel like I ate from then for like three months. Um, <laughs> that was my honeymoon. Grits yes. and gravy. That's yes. like an amazing honeymoon. Um, but I was like, my, my relationship with this stuff is like not that healthy, right? So I was like very, again, like January 1st, I was like, okay, I'm going to like find a gym. I'm going to do whatever. And a bar studio had opened up across the street from my apartment. This was in Chicago. I was like, oh, cool. You know, I bought like a Guild City and I was like, I'm going to go try this out. And 
I really liked it. And I was like, okay, this is something I hadn't really done a lot of group fitness. It was just starting to get big, I feel. This was like in 2011. Um, but more than that, like I became friends with the girls who owned the gym. And I was like, you know, I became friends with the instructors and started to see how powerful a community could be, right? Because you start mm-hmm. to feel like, oh, today if I don't go to class, like I won't get to see whoever. And then they mm-hmm. might like wonder where I was. And so that started to be sort of linked to my my workouts. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I feel positive here. I'm like making friends here. And people might care that I'm like not there if I, if I don't go. Um, and I just started to like love it more and more. And I eventually ended up doing their like social media and marketing and um, I worked part-time for them for a little while and then they hired me full-time and I was doing like operations and, and all of this stuff. And I was with this studio for like three or four years and I had taken so many classes and I was always kind of like, you know, I feel like I could teach. Like, I feel like that's something I could do. I don't even know how much I want to, but I like, I wanted to try and, um, and they were super unsupportive of this idea. Oh, These girls were very yeah. like... Not in like an overt way, but you know, yeah. kind of like, oh, and you could just, I'm sensitive to it, but in the yeah. undertones, it was kind of like, no, you're the girl who's like good at computers and you do Photoshop yeah. and like, you know, Again, you're like, exactly, yeah. like you're, it was very, yeah. yeah, like you're good at this stuff and like, we don't, you know, we don't, whatever. And, um, as much as I like the studio in retrospect, I now still see a lot of like reinforcements of like what women should look like. Yeah. And they were spouting a lot of like, doesn't matter as long as you're like, you feel strong or you're whatever, but they also like looked a certain way and hired people who looked a certain way. And like, gotcha. it felt very um, dismissive, right? They mm-hmm. were like, whatever. So that like stuck for me. Um, and I didn't pursue it right away. And then after a while, uh, the owners got a little less involved. They had somebody else running the program who was a friend of mine, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this again. And I just, like, practiced on my own and then was like, hey, I'm going to teach a class for you. Like, let's just see what it's like. Um, and I was like, hi, I'm, I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. whatever. Um, so I, and this was right before I moved out of Chicago. I taught for, like, two months. Um, I was teaching bar classes. I moved to New York. And I got a job at Exhale out here, um, teaching bar for them. It was totally hilarious. It was like the exact opposite where I was in their yoga teacher training. I went and talked to them and I was like, yeah, I used to teach bar. And they didn't even bother to like watch me teach for the first time. They were like, we want you to have this job. And you're going <laughs> to teach a bunch of classes. You're going to run one of our studios. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was great. And I started to feel more comfortable with it, all that stuff. Um, and I think it brought me, like, it was a one big step from, from being like, oh, I really need to, like, look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to, like, weigh a certain number. And then it brought me to kind of, like, I want to have these, um, like, ability and strength-based goals. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I wish I could do, like, 40 push-ups. I'd feel really good if I could, like, accomplish these things mm-hmm. or, like, do burpees without getting really tired. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I feel like I got to that point and I was like, this is like what happiness is or whatever. And then I went through my yoga teacher training and I went through it like very, in a very still like physical strength and ability mindset. So mm-hmm. I was like, I was like that girl the first day of yoga teacher training who was like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm not interested, you know. Some people was like, these like yoga teacher trainings, like you always bond with everybody and you cry. And I was like, I'm not going to cry. Like, oh, stupid, okay. So, and then of course, you know, like 
over the course of it. Which <laughs> <you're> training, <laughs> I cried so much. Um, but it really, like, I was really happy with the program I chose. Um, my teacher and mentor, Stephanie Aris, you guys should take yoga with her. She's sure. incredible. Okay. Um, but it was also a <laughs> nine-month program, so it, like... Um became a really big part of my life. Yeah. You know, I kind of was able to integrate it in, which um, which I'm really grateful for. And along that process, it just became like, oh, like I didn't need to stop at now I just care about like how strong I am and what I can do. I was like, now I only care like about being happy and like being really yeah. comfortable in my own skin and like as an extension of that, helping other people feel that way. Um, it sounds like yoga has kind of changed your mind about how you think about your own body. Yeah. Has it changed your mind on how you think about other people's bodies mm-hmm. and bodies in general? Totally. And I used to be, um, I think my relationship to my own body has generally been pretty good. I mean, I've definitely, you know, I have been like, oh, well, you know, if I don't weigh like 120 pounds, then like, I'm like... What's the point? Yeah, what is the point? <laughs> um, yep. And... And I don't, but I feel pretty lucky to have never, I guess, never really, like, cared enough. It's almost like I was too lazy to, like, take it too far. Sure. I was, like, I, I might sit there and feel negatively, but that wouldn't, I also, like, love eating so much that it wouldn't, I wouldn't go overboard. Yeah. Generally, in terms of, like, taking care of stuff like that. But, um, I would say, yeah, I care a lot less about what I look like, and I'm just a lot more mindful about how I think about what other people look like, right? Because yeah. it's pretty hard to get past this kind of like, oh, well, if you're like overweight, you must be lazy or like you must at least be unhealthy, like you've yeah. made this decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like I read a lot more from, you know, mostly women about, you know, their bodies, what they do, like what it means, eh? like what does it even mean to be healthy? Um, yeah. how you can't look at somebody and know how healthy they yeah. are. Even if you're, like, an unhealthy person, does that mean that, like, you're a bad person, you know? I'm just trying to be a lot more mindful about stuff like that. Yeah, it is interesting that we assign morality to uh, a physical manifestation. Or, like, if not physical manifestation, then, like, choices that literally don't affect, you know, other people. I mean, like, I eat, like, a piece of shit, but I know, like, And you're not a piece of shit. And I am, am, so I'm here to say that I am. um, (laughs) So I'm going to rebuttal everyone's argument. uh, But I do think it's interesting because I'll, like, meet people who they're like, yeah, I'm vegan. And it's so funny to, like... Initially, when I'll see those people, I'll be like, but you're, you like don't look perfect. Yeah. Because we paint these things of mm-hmm. like, and honestly, and even so, I had uh, when I was younger, I had me, I was anorexic like mm-hmm. all throughout high school. So like, like it's because like you read these these magazines and you see yeah. and you see how like all these women are looking, and also there's this whole like racial thing too of like different. Races, different families, different genetics have different bodies. So, like, I'm not going to be able to look like a, like that, like, skinny white woman in that yeah. magazine. Because my body's not like that. I actually feel the opposite way being Asian mm. is, like, my mother is 95 pounds yeah. and, like, 5 feet tall. And she's, like, been smaller than me since I was 12 or Yeah. Whatever. And, like... I don't think I'm a particularly big person, but I grew up with her kind of be, you know, just uh, with her and, like, my entire Asian family sort of being, like, you're, like, big for an Asian girl. Like, 
which is so, which you is, know, which so is kind of like, what? Um, and when I go back to Taiwan, you know, they'd be like, oh, like, you probably need a large, like, in this, you know? <laughs> wow. I was like, thanks. Right. But it's, like, true. And I was like, okay, I guess I, like, need a large. <laughs> My family's, like, very average. Okay. <laughs> so, like, we're, like, all very average height, like... People think I'm petite, but, like, honestly, like, my body is, like, very average. So, like, I would be like, oh, but, like, I have hips and I can't, like, look like these women who have no hips. Right. And, like, I would, like, struggle with it. And yeah. I would be like, oh, I just want to, like, cut my bones. Like, but, Yeah, shave them down. Yeah, but, like, yeah. yeah, but I do think that's, like, an interesting, I think it's really wonderful that you're just being able to see other people. Uh, like using body positivity as well yeah, especially in yoga class it's I was a practice around. it's like yeah I, I feel like I used to I like feel regretful about how mean almost I used to be to strangers me you know? too but yeah I'd be like like yeah yeah it's like you know when like a fat person sits next to you on the plane and I'm like oh god why are you like sitting next to me you're taking up like part of my seat this is unfair and now I'm like, a little more like Airplanes are unfair. This is like, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. it's also unfair for them too. Exactly. Not just make so like you're you know, you're making observations about your own body. You feel yeah. like your hips or whatever, or you're like, I know I'm like always like, oh, I have a really wide rib cage, and then I'm, and it's like, I think it's not just noticing these things. It's like what kind of value you attach to them. Yeah. You know? But I used to be like really like I would explain it that way because I wanted people to know like why I had to wear a certain size of like sports bra yeah. and I was like oh it's like my rib cage is wide I'm not it's, my <laughs> yeah. I can't, it's not justifying like, exactly but now I'm like okay that's just like something I know from when I buy clothes or that the clothes I buy are comfortable and I'm trying not to take it anything and anything else out of yeah. it you yeah yeah it's not like oh I'm good or I'm bad or like what size am I yeah, yeah. Like, it is it is about feeling comfortable, and I feel like that's what your yoga practice, you know, as you've gotten deeper and deeper into fitness instruction and yoga practice, yeah. that's what it's preached, is, like, feeling comfortable instead of reaching a goal, which is really cool. Yeah, that's true. I also, on the same topic of bodies, so I think a lot, of, I also think about, like, how just, like, physically you're, like touching people all day and you're actually and specifically at your studio like in a dark space with people who are half naked and super sweaty super sweaty and so I guess like what is it like to have that like intimate connection with strangers and like how do you foster that and like because you definitely like as somebody who practices yoga with you like create a very safe space and like how do you go about doing that I mean, I think, like, a shout-out needs to go to Y7 for, like, the community that they created and, like, the space they created, which was very specifically um, a studio with no mirrors and a studio that was dark so that yeah. people would feel comfortable, like, uh, you know, wearing a sports bra and, like, no one is looking at you and, like, no one ca- – or, like, whatever. doesn't yeah. matter what you're wearing because no, no one's looking at you. You don't need to be looking at yourself. Um that the darkness kind of gives you a little bit of freedom to move around. So I like, I really appreciate having that space. And I think a lot of students do too. I still get so many people though, who after class will like come give me a hug and they're like, sorry, I'm so sweaty. (laughs) And I'm like, no, like we're all sweaty. (laughs) I just touched you like while you were sweaty. Um, It's interesting. It's been, um, well, first of all, it's something that I'm really grateful for. And I just sort of made the connection as to why I was grateful for it. Um, I was away from New York for a couple of weeks over the holidays and like out of teaching and like out of my practice. And I was like out in the suburbs. um, And I was like, I don't, I didn't realize how important it was that every single day of my life, I like get into a room and I like touch strangers. 
Um, and then I like breathe next to strangers. Um, this is like election related stuff. I was sure. trying to understand like what's going on with these people around me and like yeah. this like, conservative um, space. And I was like, why, like, why do you have so little empathy? Why can't you just like imagine what it's like for somebody to be different from you who yeah. like feels differently than you do? And then I was like, it's, you can exist in so many places in America and like never come in contact with a stranger, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you know, maybe like see them at the grocery store or whatever, but you don't like sit down next to one, even the way we do like on the train, you know, that you're just aware of other people. You see people who aren't like you and then it gets even deeper. And you know that I think because like maybe you breathe like with somebody like on the same beat as them, which is like. This is the kind of thing I would have rolled my eyes at two years ago, but it's like a really powerful, yeah. a powerful thing sometimes if you're purposefully and mindfully breathing with mm-hmm. somebody. Um, and I believe that there are like there's there's an energy there that that creates. And so I think, like, I see all these different types of people. I put my hands on them. That's like that's a power that's really powerful to me and I think it's made me like a little better and kinder and more empathetic all of these things um and I get to see like different bodies moving and then now I have like a deeper understanding of like what you see is gives you very little information about like what a person is capable of or how a person feels moving or like you know anything like that um so it's it's an interesting space it's learning how to touch people um you know we try to do a lot of adjusting and then also like soothing so um but it it can be jarring like it's to touch a stranger is like still yeah (laughs) you don't do it every day you don't do it yeah Yeah. Yeah. you have to learn sort of how to do it you don't want to like sneak up on someone and be like oh my hand is on you um I notice I have this habit too when people wear are wearing pants like yoga pants that I like. I'm always like your pants, and then I immediately like rub their thigh. <laughs> and I have to start being like, I'm sorry, may I touch your <laughs> pants? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, so, so sort of figuring out like almost like reading people's like the vibes they're giving off. Do you feel like they'd be comfortable being touched? Learning how to like touch them in a safe way. Um, Learning how to be really supportive so that you never, like, you never put your hands on someone really fast and you never, like, pull them away really fast. It's like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Like, we, sometimes we, like, breathe together. Yeah. And and that makes it feel a little more okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did I I answer your question? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That, uh... You know, I think in a yoga studio that touch is like kind of expected, but then you forget that that is not something that happens all the time. You're never touched by strangers mm-hmm. and, and to do that every day as part of your job is a really unique experience. Yeah. I actually think about that a lot when I get massages and the masseuse is, it's so intimate and in these really safe spaces we can like feel touched and feel safe and you know, other kinds of touches, there's, can, there can be this like big sexual or uncomfortable or non-consensual force behind it, but it's really cool that yeah. you get to safely, you know, help people through that every day. Totally. And there is a little bit of, um, I don't generally, I haven't found this to be a big problem, but I have, I have female teacher friends who are like, you know, I might not like there are certain men in class that like I don't want to touch mm. and I don't feel like yeah. I did once have a student who was like, Do you give like private massages outside of class? And uh, I was like, I uh, do not. Don't ruin this for oh, everyone's thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 
99% of the time that is like not a problem, <laughs> right, but yeah. it sucks when you were like, oh right, I have to be like a little bit mindful about right. something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think the expectation is yeah. like, it's yoga, so yeah. like be cool here. Yeah. <laughs> and that people generally respect that. Mostly. <laughs> it, it is like one of those things though that is like weirdly sexualized because of like the position. Yeah. And people will like automatically... Uh, assume there's like a direct link to the Kama Sutra mm -hmm. um, and also I don't know I only experience this because people will talk about yoga to me a lot <laughs> and it's I'm like, a race oh, thing uh, it's a hundred percent a race <laughs> thing because I'll just you're really be, into that right yeah like, you're very into yoga and I'm like yeah uh, I go like once every six months and it's the only time I work out um, <laughs> but, like, but like yeah so like I'll have like conversations with people who, and I also used to dance and was a cheerleader in high school, so I'm like weirdly very flexible. And like I'll like sleep with guys and they'll see like my yoga mat and then like they'll like try like really wacky things with my legs. <laughs> and I'm like, you're, I think you're like, they'll be like, oh, you do yoga. And they think they like weirdly sexualize it and totally, there's like this direct yeah. link. They're, like I literally imagine a boy's brain as like a tube. And like on one end of the tube, there's like yoga, and on the other end of the tube, it's the Karma Sutra. Like they're yeah, like, yeah. they're like, yeah. this is this is related. And I'm like, no, break the tube. <laughs> I'll break it for you. Well, I think <laughs> you know through marketing too, like yoga is super sexualized. Definitely. And I'm wondering, like, are there elements of yoga that are inherently sexual, or yeah. like, what would you change about like the messages that are getting sent through like? imagery through marketing or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, especially now where it's like, you know, the way a lot of yogis are reaching their students or prospective students is like through Instagram, mm -hmm. through like their Instagram stories, yeah. through like right. um, live classes that they'll like, you know, stream on Facebook oh, or wow. whatever. I, I people do that. Yeah, people mm -hmm. will do that and then like you'll see that because you can make comments as they're live streaming these classes, and it's like some some of them are like terrible men who are there to creep, like say creepy things to yeah. these women as they practice. And that's been a little bit of a like when I see that happening, I'm kind of like, I kind of ask myself how successful I want to be, or like what type right. of successful I'm interested in being in this space because like I don't want to deal with strangers. Like you have to develop a certain type of skin, you know, yeah. to, to, to deal with, like, strangers making comments like that sure. at you all the time on the internet where they feel like they can say, you know, whatever they want. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm, I don't no, know if that's something no, I can handle, handle but, yeah. Um, yeah. but I look at the teachers who do, and I'm like, how do you guys do this, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's really sad. So yoga is in a very interesting space right now, you know, like, it's not what it was five years ago or yeah. ten years ago. And there's a lot of, I feel like I just read an article that like, you know, bringing yoga out of like, I mean, like the studio where I teach is, is one of these yeah. where it's not the traditional, you know, like oming and chanting. Um, we don't, there's a lot of the things that we don't do that are traditional yoga practices. Um, and it like anything else is good and bad. Uh, yeah. I like that. I feel like yoga is more accessible now than ever before. Yeah. And I love that more than anything, right? Like, th I think there are a lot of people who do yoga now who never would have tried it, and that's, like, a lot of my friends included, and then yeah. now are like, oh, 
I do like this. Whereas if they had taken them to a class, like the only type of class that existed 10 years ago, they would have been like, either this is boring or like, I don't belong here. Which, yeah. And I think I don't belong here is like the opposite yeah. of what yoga should be and yeah. it is to me. So, sorry, I'm getting away from... No, <laughs> I, was, I have a bunch of follow-up questions about started. that. So. Uh, but, but I think what's happened is as people get, as yoga adapts to like, technology and getting more popular and then all of the things that are happening the way that teachers are adapting to that and becoming like more mainstream or more marketable or mm-hmm. like sometimes you do like you know show so show off your body and what it yeah. can do yeah. um it's I think there's a school of people who are judging that and being like that's not real yoga that's yeah. like you and your bikini like doing whatever um I think there are people who are almost Every teacher I know struggles a little bit with like, okay, how much is like, you know, where does Instagram fit into like right. the yoga sutras mm-hmm. and like how I relate to my own practice yeah. and all of that. Um, I just try to go back to what are your intentions? You know, if you're like intentions are good at the end, like how you get there is a little less important to me. Yeah. Um, and I also try to be really mindful of like, okay, just because I wouldn't do something doesn't mean that it's bad that somebody else right. would do it. And that's how they're like attracting students and maybe that's like the way that they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that sorry, is, that, no, that's super diplomatic. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's awesome. It. Yeah. I also don't, like I don't have that relationship with my body anymore too where I'm like... It would be a lot of pressure to try to look like that all the time. Yeah. To like be posting these videos where I could be like in a bikini and like feel really comfortable with that. Um, yeah. That's just not who I am and not how I'm comfortable. So yeah. like I'm not really interested in going there. But when I but I'm inspired by the people who do. You know. Yeah. Think, it seems like there's a lot of upkeep. Especially yeah. have you seen those yoga moms with the babies? Holy that's gosh. a lot of upkeep. You that's have like a, a kid and you're tossing them in the air and you're so fit. <laughs> and who is filming? I just like I'm like whenever I see anybody doing any of those stuff online I'm just like that's so much upkeep it is and it's It's all and there's like so many failed shots and you know like a lot that goes on behind the scenes but so um, many dropped babies I mean I just like (laughs) I just don't get it not like dropped babies the secret (laughs) dropped babies uh, (laughs) Instagram mom yoga like there will be a memoir at some yeah. point honestly I would love to write that I you should a, do some um, investigative journalism yeah know, right I did a class in I went to music school mm-hmm. and we the, this is just such a bullshit thing we took I took a class called yoga for musicians nice and what was really interesting so I had already been taking was it about like warming up your wrists and like your fingers and like it was like, arm strength for that or was it a lot of breathing. Okay. Because we went around and we talked about everyone's instruments. And so, and, and then like the whole thing, the woman who taught it, which initially I was like, this is going to be a bullshit class, right? And it was, she, she just taught us how like important breath is with your instrument and with your art. And it's like, even if you're just performing, like, don't forget to breathe is something when they do it in yoga class, I like be like holding this position. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, your instinct is to be like... Did the lights just go off when I made that noise? That was crazy. I, I thought I blacked out because I, 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 I held my breath and I was like, did I just black out? 
I do. I like that you uh, you like speak about that with like breathing with a stranger. Is like yeah, I've only done that in yoga class. Yeah, and like yeah. At first, I was like, well, this is creepy because like this dude's in my like guitar class. <laughs> and I have to yeah. fucking breathe with this asshole. It's but- almost safer. You almost feel better breathing with like a total stranger than you kind of know. Yeah, yeah, yeah the intimacy yeah. of it, and, and I think that's like tr- true of like our city living as well. There's something about like being on a train with people that's like intimate but anonymous yeah. and that, like that and you do yeah. things that and you would never do if you were like spoken to once Exactly. Yeah. Like, say hello to each other. Right. Like, oh. We breathe together. It's kind of like I don't care saying hi to my one night stand, but me and this one guy breathe together in yoga. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Cosmo article telling you how to deal with that. No, there really isn't. <laughs> so you breathe with a man at yoga class. When you bring up, you know, the people who are like who I feel like make yoga feel a little sexualized. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's being for. For them, I think it's being sexualized by the audience, not that that's their intention. Gotcha. Um, um, okay. Like, and what I, and the common thread I notice is like, I trust these people because I know that their practice is like a pure thing. Mm-hmm. Like they're interested, they know their stuff, right? It's just like, they they know their anatomy, they know, yeah. um, they know yoga. And I think that's what makes it for me like, I don't care what you look like. I don't care if you do it naked. I don't yeah. care. Like, actually, Aloe Yoga just published, like, a naked yoga book. Um, which I think it's probably really beautiful. I haven't well, seen, like, all yeah. the photos or anything. But, well, um, and, you know, that probably comes from our, like, shame and just prudishness mm-hmm. as a yeah. society. Yeah. And, like, seeing a really powerful person totally. um, fairly unclothed or in a what seems like a vulnerable position mm-hmm. or right. a position of strength, even. Yeah. We, we definitely put that on, folks. Yeah, um, definitely, yeah. And I guess, you know, what I'm thinking about more is, like, the Lululemon, like, mm-hmm. marketing, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to adjust my body in, like, a pose and see on a billboard <laughs> or something. And, um, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, I think the thing that bothers yeah. me is sometimes um, companies will hire models or models, right, who are not mm-hmm. yoga teachers mm-hmm. or not yoga practitioners, mm-hmm. And they like do a posing correctly, and that it becomes. And that's about like, oh, yoga is cool now, and like this is sexy. Yeah. I'm gonna put you in this like sexy, yeah. you know, thing. Yeah. And I want people to think that it's sexy, and then I'm like, you don't do warrior two with your knee way over your ankle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I see stuff like that, I'm like, yeah. come on, do your research. Like, yeah. you, know, you, know, you know, like somebody who, responsible. Yeah. Like yeah. you can you can make this at least correct. Yeah. Whether regardless of whether or not like your intention is for it to be mm-hmm. sexy. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, I never really, like, spot the difference, you know, between... Well, I think what it does, yeah. though, is, you know, I look at it, and, and it's you pretty... Like, it's pretty cool, because you can see a lot of yoga teachers, like, in the comments being, like... <laughs> you know, <laughs> do it like that. Um, but the reason I don't like it is that people are looking at this who don't, who don't go through 200 hours of yoga teacher right. training, who don't, like already don't know that much about their bodies. Yeah. And, you know, you see something and you're like, oh, well, somebody did that once in, like, a photo. I'm going to do it. And it's yeah. not it's not about, like, oh, I'm right and you're wrong. It's about, like, oh, no, don't, like, put a bunch of weight directly on your knee joint. Mm-hmm. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so it, I think it breeds, like, a just, like, misinformation that I yeah. don't want to be out there because ultimately it's about, like, your body staying safe. Yeah. Um, that's why, like, 
I almost regret like bringing up the handstand thing because I think that's a very like oh it's like advanced and it's cool if you can do a right. handstand um but it's like not safe for a lot of people like you need to get there naturally yeah. not like just wildly jump into yourself it. into mm-hmm. something that you're not prepared for I yeah. always tell the girls I babysit that because they always <laughs> try to do like crazy stuff yeah. and I'm like because the one of them's in dance and the other one's in gymnastics and I'm always just like you can't just flip around the apartment. <laughs> gotta stay safe. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like a thing that like adults think that they've just gotten over that mindset. Yeah. So I whenever I go to yoga class too, there's like I'm like, this person should not be Yeah, or it's like did you warm yourself up properly? You know, yeah. it's like I have a whole bunch of things that I'll do before I try to do a handstand. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um and same thing with like anything that's big and unfortunately it's now like the poses that look the most beautiful in photos, like, mm. you need to be warmed up for. And a lot yeah. of times for those photos, they're not warming you up for them. Yeah. Um, like, I just recently took an amazing backbending workshop with this woman. Wow. And we practiced for, like, two hours, like, warming up our backs. And then afterwards, everyone wanted to, like, take an Instagram photo with her. And they were just like, yeah, can you just go into, like, you know, forearm stand, like, scorpion? And I was watching her being like, you didn't practice. Like, yeah. you're not, yeah. you know? And but. That's also, that's like part of her job is, yeah. is to like be there and do the yeah. pose so that people can have scary to Yeah. Well, I, I remember when I was, when I did start going to yoga classes, like maybe eight years ago in college, yeah. the classes were very much like, they were very challenging for me. No teacher ever really gave the um, disclaimer that like you should be going, you should be understanding your limits mm. and you don't need to do these poses and say, look, and everyone's like, I feel like that's a much more common mm-hmm. sentiment now. Mm-hmm. And it made me, it did make me feel like an outsider. Yeah. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk about like how yoga can be alienating for people. Mm-hmm. It's, often stereotyped as kind of like this haven for like thin white women and mm-hmm. I you know I'm wondering if your experience has like confirmed or like quashed that stereotype since it kind of came into the mainstream like eight ten years ago right I think well because I came from teaching bar I feel mm-hmm. like yoga feels way more diverse <laughs> <laughs> yeah bar is obscure uh, bar is bar is for, bar yeah. is for thin white women gotcha it's like it's not that that's what it's for but I feel like that's primarily who it draws draws yeah um so yeah there is still yeah it's like the whole lululemon like whatever but I think that you know studios like Y7 where I teach um a few others you know as more and more studios pop up and what's happening is like more and more people are feeling like they can do yoga and then yeah. of those people are like maybe those people are like opening up a studio that's right. specific mm-hmm. to um, you know they're like oh maybe the correct space doesn't quite exist for me right now like but now I have the, I'm into it so like get other people yeah, um, yeah. who are more like me into it and then they're they're more comfortable and like I, so in that way I think it gets like bigger and bigger it's still you know we li- where we live and where I teach it's yeah. still primarily like I mean you know what kind of girls do you think are taking yoga and like so sure. oh sure yeah. yeah um but I do see like more men than I've ever than I ever really see anywhere else um and I feel like it, as I travel, as I get to take classes around the city, I I see more and more people that I like wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yoga. Um, so I think that can only get better, right? It can only That's be great. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
There's a lot of things that go into that too. It's like who can afford to be like yeah. going to these classes sure. all the time, yeah. you know, having like a monthly membership boutique fitness in New yeah. York is not a cheap thing. Not cheap. Um, I'm super interested in, in in the market, what brings people to class and like what other ways people use to practice. And yeah. like I talk to my I try to talk to people about that a lot to gain a better better understanding of it. Um because I think it's it should be for, for everyone, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And there's a lot of uh and if you guys have ideas about where I can do this, <laughs> um, I think there are more and more uh, programs that are trying to bring yoga to like kids and teenagers yeah, and yeah. like um, boys and like replacing detention schools. Yes, school. I was about to mention that. I read an article about that, but then I also my mom um, sends me articles about yoga stuff all the time. <laughs> she says I'm too hyper, so she's now like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. That's a We'll cut that part out, I guess. But uh, they also, I read an article about uh, bringing yoga to, like, a, a jail facility. Yeah. And, like, and how, like, it actually helps, like, progress people. And, like, it, it's, it's not even, like, it's not, it doesn't even have to be that physical. No. Just, like, knowing it's, pieces of your body exist. Yes. Like, when I first started doing it, I was like, whoa, what's that? And I was like, well, <laughs> that's my leg. I did not know. <laughs> that's part of my leg. That's so real. Connection and awareness. Like, that's. Those are two things I feel like that can only make your life better and like you better, right? Yeah. And it's crazy how how little a lot of people have. And mm-hmm. then I this is like a very common um, conversation that will be had, which is like if you get a bunch of like fitness teachers or yoga teachers together, they're like, you know, I said like knee to nose, and they're doing like like what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is your knee, this is your nose. Like how how could it be anything else? Right. And I like I taught a group of my friends last year, and one of them was like, "No one has ever told me to do to take like one part of my body and like bring it towards another part of my body." You know, like it's a language, it's like a yeah. language that you have to learn, just yeah. like anything else. Yeah. It's not going to be an immediate, yeah. whatever. And that was a big moment for me where I was like, "Oh, I do this all the time, so it makes a lot of sense to me." But some people never think about like their yeah. foot, yeah, or they think about it as like you know one one thing. Um, so when I say something like, oh, like, roll to the pinky toe edge of your foot, that might take, like, a while to process. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? Or do I? But there are a lot of people, and I think that there's there's a lot of judgment passed about the, the new ways that yoga is mm-hmm. being used. You know, people are like, they're turning into fitness. It's turning into, you know, it's no longer, like, but it's, it's like we're not monks, like, mm-hmm. on a hill who can, mm-hmm. who can live like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, it's, like, accessibility and... In introduction to something mm-hmm. so I love that people come in because they think it's fitness or mm-hmm. because they're like I mean I don't love it when they're like how many calories am I burning but <laughs> yeah. I'm like I, I wait for the day that you're like I don't give a shit yeah. you know like yeah. that to me I'm like well usually I first like roll my eyes but then I'm like <laughs> I can't wait for your journey to yeah. Like, yeah. what's a calorie and who cares yeah um, yeah um, so on this, uh, you've talked a lot about like community and empathy and both of those things I think have been really central to why yoga has stuck with me so much and everything. And, and I think about also like the political climate and the world that we live in. And, um, and so I know like specifically like the class you did as a fundraiser for the ACLU that felt very intentional and, and not just like the money's going to go here, but there was actually like a conversation about what that meant and yeah. what it, and what fitness and yoga means in a time 
with this political climate and kind of where the connection is between um, like something like the ACLU or yeah. um, like supporting like uh, amplifying trans awareness or supporting yeah. trans stuff like what so can you talk a little bit about how what what that connection is like for you and where you see all that yeah I think um, I think it's it's the whole the whole journey how it's just been getting like deeper and deeper and then like you know 2016 happened and it was such a wake-up call because I before was very like had the luxury of being like, I don't care about politics because like yeah. I'm fine and like almost everyone yeah. I know is fine. Yeah. Um, and it felt like we were moving in a really positive direction yeah. and you know, and then this all happened and I like, I still remember the day after the election. I mean, I'm sure you guys remember as well. It was like this terrible day in New York. It was yeah. like gray and silent and the city was so weird. And I remember it was the first time I had to take the W train because it, like, had just debuted. Uh And so (laughs) I had been, like, lying in my bed watching. I taught at 4. I remember I had my 4.30 and 5.45 classes. And I was just like, I can't get out of bed until then. And I just, like, laid in bed, like, crying and watching Gilmore Girls and, like, feeling despondent. And then I was like, you have got to to go teach. And I, like, got on the train. Like, the W came. And I was like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, yeah, W is for like, what the fuck? Correct. It was such a weird day. And, and I got there and like, there were like seven teachers, like seven teachers showed up and they were like, we just need to like cry together, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and I walked in and was just like, hi guys, like, it's a bad, it's a really bad day. Like, thanks for coming and let's like just move and, and let's. To sort of just get what you need to out of this. And usually I try, you know, I try to have something wise to say or at least like, mm-hmm. you know, like a quote and like yeah. all this stuff. And it felt kind of good to just be like, I have nothing. I'm like super sad, but like I have, here's what I have, which is, yeah. you know, it's like this space and then like we have each other, okay? Um, and so, yeah, I don't want to like skirt around the issues and there are so many ways that it, um, and the way that, that things tied in. So the next one that I want to do when I, um, am back in the spring is I was talking about kind of, uh, trans awareness more than support kind mm-hmm. of like, uh, you seem sort of like there are popular, like popular liberal topics that are like very easy to support. They're like widely accepted. It's very cool to be like, I'm supporting the ACLU. Like who the fuck doesn't support the ACLU, right? Right. Um, it's a little more to be like, um, like I still know a lot of people who I consider progressive who are like, but like, what does it, what you like just wake up one day and you like feel like something, you know, you feel like a man or whatever. It's like, no, dude, (laughs) no, there's a lot of, like I was a gender studies major in college. So there's, and I've, I've, ca- I've taken that for granted, I think. So I'm like, yeah. why don't you guys know this stuff? Yeah. I've been reading about, you know, I've been reading <laughs> Judith Butler. Butler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's going to say it. She's going to say it. I was like, am I going to say Foucault? Or like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then to me, the connection is like, yoga is all about feeling like you belong somewhere and feeling comfortable in your own body. And I think we can all at least relate to like, 
what it is like to not feel those things, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like really terrible feelings. And so even if you can't understand the specific way in which like someone doesn't feel comfortable in their own body, if we like got you the, the education and like got maybe like somebody cool to speak and like made that connection for you, would you be able to be like a little more empathetic and a little more supportive? And yeah. so I, that's like, and that's how I want to use yoga, I feel. Cool. Well, Emily, thank, thank, you, thank you so, so much. much. I'm so yes. glad we caught you before yes. you left. No, and have a nice. safe trip. Yeah, have so much fun. I can't wait to see pictures. I hesitate saying that. Ugh, that wasn't that a treat, guys? I'm so sad the season's over. No. Ugh, me too. Went by really fast, and we talked to a lot of different people in the past six months however long it's been i don't know has it been six months well i've had three kids <laughs> uh, if i i hope you've learned something this is true you can't get pregnant if you're not having sex <laughs> if there's one thing we've learned it's hopefully it's there. that that's hopefully what i learned well i hope you all have learned more than Arnie has this season oh <laughs> uh, yeah no it is it's been really great. I feel really lucky to have been able to like sit down with both of you and with all our fantastic guests and and bring light to how sexuality is all around us. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I'm so excited for next season. We have some pretty fun plans in, in our little pockets to sprinkle out. It just kind of sounded like I was mentioning we're going to like fart out ideas. <laughs> I only have back pockets in some of my jeans. Okay, so... <laughs> So guys, next season, speaking of farts, we're going to be talking about bodies, which I'm really, really excited about, because for a very long time, I was very scared of my own. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn so much next season. Everyone's got a body. Everyone's a little afraid of it. And we've learned from the non-comprehensive sex education that mm -hmm. uh, not all bodies look alike. Exactly. Um, but some of us had to discover that in a way that wasn't super organic. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be talking to a lot of different people about their experiences with their own bodies, and frankly, I'm excited to explore mine as well. Damn. Right here in this recording studio. <laughs> it's getting R-rated up in here. I already have my pants off around my ankles. Check in Instagram. That's why I start my morning every morning. So yeah, we'll have we'll have even more people talking about their relationships, their bodies. Many of our guests have mentioned that already all over the course of our our season. Bodies have come up a lot, so we're super excited to dive dive in and get real specific and get get real real all up in our bodies. <laughs> so Well what are you guys gonna be doing during the break? <laughs> like keep in touch hackers, but like <laughs> what are you guys gonna be doing? Always stay sweet, y'all. <laughs> Um, well, I'll be finishing out my school year. Uh, spring break is coming up, and then it's just kind of this countdown until summertime mm -hmm. when I get to sit on my bed with my pants around my ankles, checking Instagram for seven hours wow. a day instead of just my normal one. Wow. Um, but no, I'm really, you know, it's going to be a strong ending to the school year, and I'm, I'm so excited to, you know, kind of get deeper into grad school, and also I just can't wait until my days are filled with recording sexuality and biking to the Rockaways. Ugh. 
Hell getting yeah. lost in the supermarket. Oh my Who knows what kind of crazy adventures all go insane. on? Insane. So yeah, many what about, possibilities. What about you guys? What are you going to be up to during this break where I'll never see you ever again? <laughs> no. I will also be finishing up my school year, both in grad school and getting that sweet, sweet degree. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, so I'll be doing that. I'm also <laughs> currently teaching my first college class. Uh, and so I have that going on for the next sort of fun expert. Yeah, I've I know something, I guess. <laughs> uh, and what else? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to to the end of the school year, uh, saying goodbye to being a student for at least a few more years. And uh, this girl just can't get enough learning. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Stuck in academia. So yeah, and I'm I'm super excited to start um, to have a party with all of the guests we've had this oh, season. Yeah, uh, and then start planning for next next. So yeah, what about you, Artie? Oh my gosh. Well, I'll just <laughs> be doing my regular looking for jobs, hopping from place of employment to place of employment. Uh, hopefully doing a bunch of cool shows and releasing some stuff I have on deck in regards to music and videos and uh, like a probably two or three more poetry booklets before the end of the summer Woo! because I'm gearing up to go to grad school in the yes, fall. Yes, work! So this summer will be dedicated to recording episodes of sexuality and collecting change in my pocket. <laughs> And just, like, enjoying, uh, like, not having a schedule until I have to buckle down and stop being so gosh darn easy. Sew those legs (laughs) up together and read a book is my new motto. So, (laughs) today I described my style as sex-positive grandma. That's That's so accurate. I love it. Keep those legs open while you're reading the book. Exactly. I was very Man of Green Gables with a man between your legs. Or woman or whoever. Sounds nice. Oh, yeah, maybe this will be, maybe during the break, Artie will conquer queerdom. Uh, Yeah, maybe I will. I'm just, like, in and out of it. Honestly, if you conquer it, let me know what you did, because... It's, we need we to want to know. It's like yeah, an ongoing cycle. You're yeah. just like, I want dick. And then sometimes it's just like, I'm just going to invest in a blow-up doll with like a with like a pin the tail on the donkey like attachment. Perfect. <laughs> like Perfect. a little attachments on all over mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Excellent. With like little lipsticks. Exactly. Yes. And... I just want like an androgynous like alien robot. Alien robot. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, not even human. Well, guys, hopefully that happens for me this break. We all have realistic goals, realistic things that are on our horizon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay tuned. We will definitely be on social media. We, any You'll get to see, we'll post some of when Artie's got her stuff coming out or chances to see uh, any of us live yeah. uh, and so that you don't have to miss us too much. So make sure that you've liked us everywhere and yeah. Subscribe. 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 Share. How else will you find out about Artie's sex robot? Exactly. Mm. And guys, keep in touch. Please. Never do. change. Never change. <laughs> Never Always stay sweet. Okay.